gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to my two cents podcast. I'm your host G2. This is episode 123 or better known as 123, which is entitled Terrible Times. Um, How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're living peacefully. I hope you're uh, just able to breathe and able to see another day. I'm not sure if it's sunny over where you're at. Whoever's listening to this, I hope it is. I hope you're um, sitting back relaxing or you could be just listening to me while you're in the gym or you're just taking a nice cool drive. Um, I just want everyone to have a good day. I want everyone to um, be okay. And I want to get that out of the way first before I get into some of the topics today, because some of the topics today are real heavy. And I just want to let everybody know that just want to give that like a cautionary thing, because when I talk about the United States uh, topics, I believe people in the United States already know about some of these topics. Some of them probably be a rehash for uh, people that don't know or haven't been keeping up with the news, but for people that are out there international, if you don't know the topics, I just want to let you guys know that they're heavy, and I think that it's a problem with uh, America. I think that America has a couple problems that we need to uh, figure out, but I'll get to that when I talk about it. Um, but before I do get into to, uh, today's topics, I want to give you guys the National Food Days of the Week. Today being April 23rd, it is Picnic Day as well as Cherry Cheesecake Day. Tomorrow, April 24th, it is Pigs in a Blanket Day. April 25th, it is Zucchini Bread Day and Crotilla Day. I have no idea what a Crotilla is. Um, April 26th, Pretzel Day. April 27th, Prime Rib Day. April 28th, Blueberry Pie Day. And April 29th, to round it off, it is Shrimp Scampi Day. Now, before I get into the U.S. topics, I want to talk about one thing that happened over in Russia, as the article would read, as this company, Washington Post. Russia bombed its own city, Defense Ministry says. A Russian warplane accidentally dropped a bomb on a Russian city near the Ukraine border late Thursday, injuring three people and creating a mass crater in a street, the latest mishap in Moscow's brutal war against its neighbor. The Russian Defense Ministry acknowledged it was friendly fire, saying overnight that a Su-34 supersonic fighter bomber had accidentally discharged a munition as a Suki Su-34 air fighter plane was flying over the city of Bogorod. There was an accidental discharge of aviation ammunition, the ministry said, according to the TASS state news agency. Videos from the scene showed piles of twisted metals and chunks of concrete scattered on the street. Several damaged cars and apartment buildings with blown out windows and destroyed walls. The blast was apparently so strong that a parked car flipped into the air and landed on the roof of a one-story shop, local medical reported. The vehicle was removed on Friday morning using a construction crane. Now, continuing on into yesterday, Saturday, they would say that they had to evacuate 17 apartment buildings near the Ukraine border after an explosive device was found at the site where a bomb accidentally was dropped by a Russian warplane causing a powerful blast this past week. They're talking about the bomb that happened on Thursday. Um, they would say the ministry said an investigation was underway, but did not 
elaborate on the details of the weapon, which military experts says likely was a powerful 500 kilogram or an American weight 1,100 pound bomb. So that's what's going on still over there in uh, Russia and Ukraine, at least the Russia-Ukraine border. This is still ridiculous. I want to keep you guys up to date with this over here in the States because not a lot of um, news comes about from the Ukraine and Russian war still now. It doesn't get covered unless Zelensky says something powerful or some type of hideous, atrocious action uh, comes about. Like last week where I talked about um, Zelensky condemning Russia for Russian troops beheading a Ukraine uh soldier and again they still are investigating that to see if that's a real uh, genuine video but the american audience we don't really get all that news unless it becomes like a big massive thing where we get the death toll and all that type of stuff last year when the war was going on i mean we got updates up the wazoo almost about every week certainly every month but almost every week some type of update but now that has really died down and i think people in america have either forgotten about it or either they just let it just go by the wayside i have not i want to keep everybody up to date what was going down with the uh, russian and the ukraine war so again my prayers are both to the people in the ukraine because they don't want this war and people that are having to follow this because they're under a dictator in russia and i guarantee people in russia they don't want this war either but again they're under the rule of putin so they have to do what they got to do but again my prayers are going out to both uh countries now, stepping away from our international news over to the United States. Um, first thing I want to give you guys an update about is the Minnesota officer who shot Dante Wright in 2021. She is now being released tomorrow when you listen to this on a Sunday. So Monday, she will be released from prison. Uh, Minnesota Department of Corrections spokesman Andy Scrugman announced Friday that former officer Kim Porter was to be released after serving about 16 months of her two-year sentence. He said the exact timing of her departure Monday from Minnesota Correctional Facilities won't be disclosed for security reasons. Our criminal investigation analysts are working closely with law enforcement to monitor the situation to ensure Kim Porter, like all incarcerated persons, is safe as she leaves our facility. Now, for the people that don't remember this story, this was happening in 2021, April 2021. Um, Kim Porter, she was... Um, working as a police officer and she pulled over Dante Wright and she she says she accidentally uh mistaken her taser for her handgun when she shot Dante Wright and she shot him with her gun instead of the taser and that's what she's been in prison for she was uh sentenced to serve two-thirds of her sentence of the two years so they say 16 months so the rest of the time left on those uh, two years will be spent on probation so let's think about it two years 24 months 16 that is what dun, 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 that's eight months so she has to spend eight months on probation okay so that's what we have here with this situation i'm not certain how the family of uh dante wright feels about this i know i'll probably be pissed off but it is what it is and those are the breaks here in america with uh police officers in this situation even though when this situation did come about and this was when police officers were being questioned about how did this woman not know that she was grabbing her handgun instead of the taser. You would have police officers come out on YouTube or any type of social media that they were on. And they would tell you how they know the difference. There's a weight uh, difference. There is a side that you hold your 
uh, gun on. If you're a dominant side, you hold it on that side, so you quickly pull it. I mean, they went down a whole litany of things that say, how did she not know she was holding a gun instead of a taser? But again, I digress. I just feel sorry for the family of Dante Wright because, again, he's not here because of a, uh officer's fatally stupid mistake. At least that's what she calls a mistake. But, hey, it is what it is. So, again, my prayers are to the Dante Wright family, but I did want to keep everybody updated with that. Also, with another update, something that I mentioned on the midweek breakdown about a 16-year-old's birthday party being shot in uh, Alabama. Um, they did catch six people. And as this comes from CNN, the six people faced murder charges for the Sweet 16 party massacre that left four people dead and 16 injured. Willie George Brown Jr., 19, was arrested Thursday and charged with four counts of reckless murder. Johnny Brown, 20, of Tuskegee, was arrested and also charged with four counts of reckless murder. Wilson Lamar Hill Jr., 20, of Auburn, was arrested Wednesday afternoon. Tyreek McCullen, 17, and Travis McCullen, 16, both of Tuskegee, was arrested Tuesday night and also faced four counts of reckless murder. And a 15-year-old from Tuskegee was arrested Thursday morning and faced the same charges the agency said without naming that teen. With the exception of the 15-year-old, the suspects are being withheld without bond, the agency said Thursday. It did not mention the location or conditions of the 15-year-old's detention. Right now, they're still trying to find a connection. They don't have a motive right now for any of the reasons why the 16-year-old's uh, party got shot up. And also, they don't see a connection for any of this people just being aligned together for this shooting. Nobody understands this. Nobody gets it. Probably, again, people that are in that close uh, neighborhood, because apparently, as I've said already on Wednesday's episode, this was a close neighborhood type situation. People know uh, everybody in that neighborhood. So people within the neighborhood probably know why this shooting happened. So I would say the police have to um, try to gather people to see, okay, what's the reason? Who's going to say something? But until then, I'm still uh, wait it out. I'm still wait until more information comes out. Once it does, I'll be on here giving you guys information because this this is saddening because, again, for people that don't know, a girl's 16th birthday uh, party left four people dead, including her brother, which is disgusting and is tragic because now when you think of your birthday, you got to think of your brother dying on your birthday, which is supposed to be a joyous situation, but now will always be haunted with um, remorse when you think about it. But I wish that family um, nothing but love and support as they go through this hard time right now. And again, I hope that they get justice and I hope that. If these are the six guys, somebody, at least from there, say something. And remember, the first person that ends up squealing, they usually get the better deal. So if you happen to listen to this, I would say you probably want to squeal. I know you probably won't get no street credit for anything, but you don't want to be in jail. You don't want to do that because people in jail, though, they're doing a hard time and you don't want to do that. A lot of people are not um, man enough or tough enough to do jail when they really think about it. They're not. Because a lot of these young kids that are stupid right now, what? Let me read the ages off to you again. 19-year-old, 20-year-old, 20-year-old, 17, 16, and 15. None of them are ready for jail. None of them. None of them are uh, built like that for jail. So, again, the first person that makes the deal or squeal, they're going to get a better deal. So, you guys figure that out amongst yourself. But, again, loving condolences to the families that lost um, their loved ones because of these stupid people's actions. Now... On to another shooting incident that happened this week, as it's come from ABC News. 
As the title will read, man allegedly guns down parents and their two friends after he is released from prison. A 34-year-old man allegedly shot his parents and their two friends at home in Maine days after his release from prison, authority says. Around 9.21 Tuesday, four people were found shot dead at their home. 72-year-old Robert Eager, 62-year-old Patricia Eager, 62-year-old Cynthia Eaton was found inside, while 66-year-old David Eaton was found in the barn, Maine State Police said at a news conference Wednesday. The Eaton son, Joseph Eaton, had been released from the Wyndham Correctional Facility in Maine on April 14th after serving a sentence for aggravated assault, according to police. His mother picked him up from prison and brought him to stay with the Eagers, who were family friends, police said. Shortly after the four bodies were found, around 10.30 a.m. on Tuesday, Joseph Eaton allegedly shot three people as they drove south on Interstate 295. One of the interstate shooting victims, a 25-year-old woman, is in critical condition, police said. The other two victims, a 51-year-old man and his 29-year-old son, suffered non-life-threatening injuries, police said. Joseph Eaton was taken into custody and confessed to killing his parents and their friends, state police said. Joseph Eaton allegedly believed that the vehicles he had shot on the interstate were police vehicles that were following him. He has been charged with four counts of murder, police said. That is deranged and strange. I don't know what the deal is with people just starting to shoot up everything and everyone. Now, I don't get it. I, it's disgusting to me. And when you think about it, you shot your own mom and dad who happened to pick you up from prison. Well, they said correctional facility, but I'm always going to call that prison, jail, whatever the hell may have you. But his mom picked him up. Okay, cool. Took him over to a family friend's house and you decided that I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill my family. I'm going to just kill him. He was only there. He got picked up on the 14th. He got drove to the family friend's house on the 14th. And he ended up killing his family, mother, father, and the family friends literally four days later on the 18th because it happened on the Tuesday. So what kind of conversation happened in those four days that made him think, I'm going to kill you guys. I'm going to kill you. What type of conversation was used? Did they ask him what type of people are in prison? What type of people that he was around in prison? Did they try to uh, de-emasculate him as a man by saying that he did he drop the soap in prison? I'm not understanding the idea for you as a son to say, you know what? You might have picked me up from prison, but I'm going to kill you. Literally four days later, I don't understand what happened. Did he not have his meds? Did he not have his right? Uh, conditions that he needed I don't understand it at all and for you to kill your parents and people that were putting you up somewhere for now I don't understand what type of time people are living on or what type of idea they were living on and from a man to just straight up walk down the interstate and start shooting at vehicles that he admits that he thought were vehicles that were police vehicles that were following him he admits that, but for you to think that they were police vehicles and you just shooting them, even either way, my dog is deranged or something. I don't know what's up with this guy. I don't know what's going down. Um, They did say that he did not enter a plea and when he went to court on Thursday. They said his next court date has been scheduled for June the 28th, so more information is probably going to come out when this uh next court date happens. And again, this is another 
uh, situation I'm going to be keeping my eye on because this is interesting to me and fascinating to me because as everyone knows, or if you're new to this program, I am a family guy. I am a guy that is uh, close to the hit with my family and I couldn't even think about any harm coming to my family or me even doing any harm to my family. So whenever I hear about someone doing damage to their own family, it just rings off something in my head that's intriguing because I don't think that if your family loves you that much the way that you even read that the mom picked them up from prison, you don't do that to someone that you don't love. You don't pick them up from prison if you don't love them. You could have easily just gave that kid an Uber or said, no, find your own way home or something like that. But no, the mom picked him up from prison. And for him to pay her back by shooting her, the father and the family friends, it fascinates me. Because again, I just don't think I could ever see anybody from my family doing any of this. So I'm going to keep up with uh, the information when it comes out. Now on to the next uh, shooting topic that happened this week. As it's come from the Associated Press, as the article would read, New York woman driven to wrong address, fatally shot by homeowner. A woman looking for a friend's house in upstate New York was shot to death after the car she was riding in mistakenly went to the wrong address and was met with gunfire in the driveway, authorities said Monday. Kaylin Gillis, 20, was traveling through the rural town of Hinton with three other people Saturday night when the group made a wrong turn onto the property. They were trying to turn the car around when the homeowner, Kevin Monahan, 65, came out onto his porch and fired two shots, according to the Washington County Sheriff. One round hit Gillis. The group drove to the neighboring town of Salem, northeast of Albany, near the Vermont state line, and called 911, said Murphy, who noted the shooting took place in an area with limited cell phone service. Emergency crews arrived and performed CPR on Gillis, but couldn't save her. When officers arrived at Monahan's house to investigate the shooting, he refused to come out. Authorities spoke with him through a 911 dispatcher and in person for about an hour before he was taken into custody, according to the sheriff. Monahan was booked into the Warren County Jail on a charge of second-degree murder, and it was stated that it wasn't clear whether he had an attorney who could speak on his behalf. Now, I don't think anybody cares about any of that. This comes off the heels of Ralph Yall, the uh, kid who got shot in Kansas City, Missouri, after he went to a wrong house to pick up his younger brothers, and that uh, person who shot him, he's in jail right now as well, and I don't understand the necessary need to start shooting people if they end up going around your home. If they do it by accident, you know what the deal is. If somebody's knocking on your door or doing something like that and start banging on your door hard or any of that nature, then I can understand, okay, you're feeling a threat or something. But for someone to literally just turn into your driveway, right, then try to back out and all that, but you get on your porch and start shooting gunfire at them, you're meaning to shoot someone. Either you had a bad experience somewhere or either you watched too much uh, movies or watch too much of the news and you think, okay, they're going to come after me. It's, it's happening right now. No, this did not need to happen. I feel sorry for uh, Kaylin's parents. I feel sorry for them because now their 20 year old daughter is not here to be with them. And it's sad. It's really sad when you think about it because she died for nothing. She died for absolutely nothing. And now the family's left with a big hole that will never be filled because their 20-year-old daughter was killed because of a stupid idiot that probably watched too much news. This this shouldn't have happened. 
Just like the Ralph Yall situation, that shouldn't have happened. This shouldn't have happened. And I want to bring you guys another incident that happened this week that also shouldn't have happened, as this also comes from the Associated Press, as the title will read, Texas cheerleaders shot after one says she got in the wrong car. A man shot and wounded two cheerleaders in a Texas supermarket parking lot after one of them said she mistakenly got into his car thinking it was her own. The shooting happened early Tuesday in a grocery parking lot that serves as a carpool pickup spot for members of the Woodlands Elite Cheer Company team owner, Lynn Shearer said. Heather Roth, one of the four team members transferring rides in the lot after practice, said she got out of her friend's car and into a car she thought was hers, but there was a stranger in the passenger seat. She says she panicked and got back into her friend's car, but the man got out of his vehicle and approached. She says she tried to apologize through her friend's car window, but the man threw his hands, pulled out a gun, and opened fire. Roth was glazed by a bullet and was treated at the scene. Police said her teammate, Peyton Washington, 18, was shot in the leg and back. Peyton opens the door and starts throwing up blood, Roth said. Washington was flown to a hospital in critical condition. Doctors had to remove part of Washington's spleen. Police arrested a suspect, 25-year-old Pedro Rodriguez Jr., who is charged with engaging in deadly conduct, a third-degree felony. Online court records do not list an attorney for him. According to a probable cause affidavit that police released Wednesday, a store manager said he was witness the shooting and officers tracked down Rodriguez using parking lot surveillance video that captured his license plate number. The affidavit didn't indicate whether the footage captured the shooting or what preceded it. Okay, so this is where we're at now. I don't see this goes along with it. People are shooting up people. People are just doing things left and right that didn't need to happen. This was another one of these cases that should not have happened. Why are people just shooting people? Why on God's green do people feel the need to shoot someone? Now, you just heard me read that the girl got out of her friend's car into a car that she thought was hers. But then she saw that the stranger was in the passenger seat. So she got out and she went back into her friend's car and that should have been the end of it. That should have been the end of it. But what ended up happening? The man ended up following her to the vehicle and then pulled out a gun and opened fire. Now that is legit. I don't know what this guy was thinking. This is not a felony. This is murder. This is literally trying to commit murder because you got out of the vehicle and went over to the other vehicle and decided to shoot at the women in said vehicle. Now, I understand you're going to go over there and you start yelling at them and saying, yo, what the F was this? What were you doing? What were you trying to do in my car? All this type of stuff. I get it. Off top, I get it because emotions are running high and rampant at the beginning of everybody's first uh, situations of what happened. Emotions run rampant first. So I understand somebody getting up, wanting to follow, and just start yelling and screaming and yelling obscenities. I get it. But for you to say, you know what? Screw that. I'm not going to yell obscenities. I'm not going to do none of that. I'm not even going to bang on the window. I'm going to pull out a gun and start shooting. When I get over to the vehicle, I don't know what the hell this guy was thinking. Again, we have another dumbass who's 25. 25, you at least have some knowledge and some brain power underneath but for the love of God, you didn't 
use any of that. You said, fuck all that. I'm just going to go over and start shooting. I'm going to walk over to the car and literally shoot at these girls for what? For absolutely nothing. Now one girl's in critical condition. One girl isn't. Thank God for that. But as I stated before, this is another incident that should not have happened. There should have never been a gun being pulled out on women that went into another car by accident. It was an accident, my guy. But now your ass is in jail, sitting there, waiting for something to happen. Jail, prison, I intercept both names because guess what? Both of them have someone being sitting there, being waiting in a freaking hot cot, and you're just waiting. That's all you're doing. So per jail, prison, I personally don't give a damn about what the name of it is. I don't ever want to see inside of either one of them. But this guy is sitting there while one girl is literally in critical condition right now. It's disgusting. And um, so, yeah, this is where we're at right here with that situation. And on to probably the last shooting incident that I do want to talk about, as this talks about from uh, CNN. Suspect who allegedly shot six-year-old neighbor and her parents in North Carolina has been apprehended in Florida. Robert Lewis Singletary, the suspect accused of shooting a six-year-old neighbor and her parents in North Carolina after a basketball rolled into his yard, was apprehended and is in custody in Florida, according to Grayson County, North Carolina spokesperson Adam J. Gerb. Jail records show Singletary, 24, was arrested Thursday afternoon, ending a manhunt in which police described the suspect as armed and dangerous. The suspect turned himself into authorities, according to a news release. He did not have any identification on him, was prosecuted by the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, and his identity was confirmed just before 7 p.m. He appeared in Florida courtroom Friday and waived his right to fight extradition, according to the Hillsborough County Court spokesperson. It's unclear when Singletary will be extradited to Gaston County. According to several neighbors, the incident began Tuesday when a basketball rolled into Singletary's yard and he yelled at the kids who went to retrieve it. One of the kids told his father, who then went to Singletary's house and said something to the effect of stop cussing my kid out. If you got a problem, come to me and we can work it out, according to three neighbors. Singletary then walked inside, came out with a gun, and then opened fire at the neighbors, wounding a six-year-old girl and her parents, the neighbors said. We never expected anybody would break a gun out amongst all those kids, neighbor Jonathan Robertson told a CNN affiliate WBTV. I mean, that was insane. The six-year-old Kinsley says she was hit in the cheek and described to WBTW her understanding of what happened. I couldn't get inside in time, so he shot my dad in the back, she said. Now, it will go on further to state that the Dodgers did remove a bullet fragment from the daughter's uh, cheek and noted that the mother had her elbow grazed by the bullet. And this is all stupid. As I said in last week's episode, I feel that every country is looking at America and really questioning our sanity with guns. Whenever you just heard me talk about a girl and her friends having a ball roll into a neighbor's yard and a neighbor gets upset to the point that the daughter, rightfully so, she goes over and tells her father what the neighbor said. The neighbor goes to talk to the father or the father goes to talk to the neighbor on his house and then the neighbor comes out and pull a gun out. There was no need for that. No there was no need for it at all. So we have that situation happening. We just had the situation that I just read to you about the Texas cheerleaders, one of the girls, getting into a car that she thought was hers, 
And then realizing, oh, snap, it's not. I go back to my friend's car. And then the person in the driveway getting out of his car, shooting her. That was an idiocy. You have the one, well, the both of them that just happened of the black boy, Ralph Yole, going up to a person's uh, house, wrong address. He getting shot for absolutely nothing. The white girl that I just read, she got shot for absolutely nothing because they pulled into a wrong driveway. And then, oh my God, this is all stupidity. All of it. We are literally living in terrible times. There is no reason for any of this to be happening. None of this. All of these situations that I just read to you that all have something to do with guns. All of them literally could have been avoided. Some way, somehow, some of these things, matter of fact, not some, all of these things could have been avoided. All of them. There was no reason for any of these topics that I just read to you about shooting. None of them should have happened. There is no legitimate reason for any of them. So I wonder what every country is thinking about America with guns. I really do because, again, America, we think that we're the top dog over here. We think that we're the top. And in certain aspects of life, we do because certain things, we know certain countries look to us for this or that or whatever the hell may have you. But I feel that deep down inside, we have world leaders that look at America and literally talk to each other and they say America is not the top we got to keep on force feeding America thinking that they're the best and we got to wait until we catch America slipping and then we just strike I feel that way because right now this is proving that America we have literally no idea what the hell we're doing with guns we could figure out all these other things we could figure out uh the age as I said before of which people should be drinking we and states around here, we can figure out, okay, when's the right time for people to be driving? What's sensible? And you mean to tell me, we are even at the point now where it just got proven on Friday that we're still messing around with abortion stuff and abortion pills, where they still are allowing abortion pills to be used and still be sold right now. That got passed by the Supreme Court because they tried to uh, make sure that didn't happen. But you get my point here. America, we can figure things out, but you mean to tell me on this, we can't figure out guns? We can't figure out nothing with this. We do not have no inkling, no nothing. We don't, we can't figure nothing out, huh? This is disgusting. This is atrocious. I hope America, I hope our world leaders get things figured out because this right here, this is terrible bro this needs to be resolved gun problems need to be figured out in america and this is downright just sickening now moving away from all the shooting incidents that happened this week i want to talk about something that the department of justice uh unveiled to everyone as it's come from the cbs news it would state el chapo's sons fed rivals to tigers use corkscrews in chiles for torture department of justice says the sons of notorious drug lord el chapo and their cartel associates Use corkscrews, execution, and hot chiles to torture their rivals while some of their victims were fed dead or alive to tigers, according to an indictment recently released by the U.S. Justice Department. Three of El Chapo's sons were charged. Uh, they're known as the group Little Chapos, were among 28 cartel members charged in a massive fentanyl trafficking investigation announced last week. That was something I did not know about. That Caught me by surprise when I read this article, but I'll continue on here. 
The Justice Department accused the cartel members of running the largest, most violent, and most prolific fentanyl trafficking operation in the world. It's also detailed the most brutal methods of torture and executions used by the cartel to extend power and intimidate enemies. According to the indictment, rival drug traffickers, law enforcement officers, and members faithful to other cartel factions were among those interrogated by El Chapo's sons. Once information was obtained by these captives, typically through torture, these individuals were killed either by or at the direction of the sons of Chapo themselves and the bodies disposed of throughout the area. While many of these victims were shot, others were fed dead or alive to tigers belonging to two of the sons, the indictment says. In another chilling description, federal prosecutors alleged that two of El Chapo's sons were involved in the capture and murder of two Mexican federal law enforcement officers in 2017. One of the officers was interrogated and killed while the other was tortured in front of El Chapo's sons by the cartel's hitmen known as Nines or Ninis. For approximately two hours, members of the Ninis tortured victim five by inserting a corkscrew into victim five's muscles, ripping it out of his muscles and placing hot chilies in his open wounds and nose before being shot dead by one of the sons of El Chapo, the indictment alleges. The victim and his fallen, well, and his fellow slain officer were then dumped near a motel off of a highway near the ranch, federal prosecutor said. I forgot to mention this, and this is my bad. All of the torture, at least that's what they're alleging here, took place on a ranch owned by one of the sons of El Chapo. So, this just detailing one of the ways of how they would capture people and torture them and all this type of uh, situation. I brought this up to let people know that, A, the drug game is serious. I think everybody should know that by now, but I think certain people don't. They still want to get into it. I don't see how you want to do that, but it is what it is. Um, Please be careful out there. Please don't be stupid, and please know who you are dealing with because there are certain people out here that are ruthless, just like these mugs right here. These guys were ruthless i did not know that the el chapo like cartel got captured and picked up last week i didn't know none of that last time i heard about what el, one of el chapo's kids like getting arrested i think somewhere in mexico you heard of like the cartel like tearing up mexico just to get that son back and they end up having to release the son back to the cartel that's the reason why i technically brought this back because i was unaware that they were arrested last week so when i heard about this in a doj saying that uh they fed their rivals to tigers i thought oh snap okay that's something that's interesting but then when i read the article about how they are arrested i was shy like okay that didn't pop up on my radar last week but that's all the information that they have out right now about this there's probably more information that's going to come out as the weeks go out more and more but for as of right now um yeah Mexican cartel, the El Chapo uh, cartel is kind of in disarray right now with El Chapo being arrested and now the sons uh, being arrested. I want to know what's going to happen more and more. But again, we'll uh, see more as more things come down the pipeline as weeks and weeks go out. And hopefully, you know, I hope they get all this fentanyl stuff out the way because fentanyl has been taking care of a lot of people, just killing people, just getting them out the way and just dispersing of people and again i don't understand why people be uh putting fentanyl into people's drugs i don't get it it doesn't make sense to me you're killing your uh customer when you do that again that sounds like stupidity to me but hey 
I'm not a part of that world. I'm just an outsider looking on the inside of it. And I can just point out how stupid it is. But, hey, it is what it is. People do what they want to do. So, as I said, we're going to see as weeks go by what's going to happen more and more with the uh, Department of Justice doing with, well, the Chapo Sons. Now, going on to another thing that happened uh, this week as the FBI has launched a hate crime investigation after a swastika was carved into the back of a Jewish teen with autism, report says, as this comes from Insider. The FBI has launched an investigation into a suspected hate crime against a visibly Jewish 17-year-old boy with autism who had a swastika carved into his back at high school, according to the Israel news outlet Yannette. The teenager, who was nonverbal and had a full-time shadow to assist him at school, returned home from Clark High School in Las Vegas, Nevada, on March 9th with the swastika, the infamous Nazi symbol, etched onto his skin, the Jewish press reported. His mother, who spoke to the media outlets on the condition of remaining anonymous for safety uh, considerations, told the Jewish outlet that she noticed the injury that evening. She also noticed that the bag holding her son's service dog's equipment, which included treats, waters, and doggy bags, appeared to have been broken. The mother also made it known that her son wears a yarmulke every day, making him identifiably Jewish. So, obviously, you know he's Jewish. She also said that, to her knowledge, he was the only student at the high school who regularly wore a religious skull cap. Okay, cool. Yannette reported that the FBI launched an investigation following an intervention by a nonprofit group, the Israel American Council. The Anti-Defamation League of Nevada appeared to confirm the FBI investigation in a tweet on Tuesday, urging anyone with information on the incident to reach out to them and also to the FBI. Also, the Anti-Defamation League's regional director in Nevada said in a statement that the organization condemns this violent anti-Semitic act. Not only was this student targeted for his faith, he was particularly vulnerable due to his disability because the teenager was unable to communicate what happened. His mother said she asked this person who has been assisting him, but was told that nothing had happened at the school. The mother said that because the school doesn't allow CCTV cameras in classrooms, locker rooms, or bathrooms, there appears to be no video evidence for the alleged assault. So the mother pulled her son out of the school, describing it as an unsafe environment. Now, I do not know what's going on, what type of sick time that we're living in. Again, this episode is entitled Terrible Times. Um, I don't know what's really going on out here. Who on God's green is going over at a school and carving in a swastika on someone that's Jewish? That is ridiculous. That that's bad, bro. I mean, I have seen and I've heard of some real deplorable things. I've, I just don't understand what type of time that we're living in, dude. Like, come on, let's be truly honest here. You're picking on someone that's already not the standard normal, quote unquote. You know that he is vulnerable. That's what bullies do. They pick on people that's vulnerable. Okay, cool. That's not cool, but okay, you kind of get the drift of where they're doing it. But you decide to, because you know that he is Jewish, you decide to further bully him and insult him by carving in a swastika on him. My question is is twofold. One, where the hell is that shadow at? Because if you're a shadow or an assistant, you're supposed to be with that person all day as they are going 
from class to class in all that type of situation. That's where you're supposed to be going. Where the hell was the shadow? I don't get how the shadow just allowed that to happen. That's one. Two, how on God's green, if this happened in March, is now in April. This is almost the end of April here. And now there's been an investigation launched into this. Didn't, wasn't everybody just on the nutsacks of being on Jewish, like, lives mattering and all this type of stuff? And I don't mean to say that in a bad way of me saying being on their nutsacks, but weren't we all just kind of just being on the backs of Jews by saying, hey, yo, Jewish things matter, Jewish people matter, you shouldn't be saying this or doing that towards the Jewish uh, community? And you get my drift, but how on God's green is it going on a month and a couple weeks? that they have now just finally started just to open an investigation on an incident that happened on March 9th. I think no parent is going to make up a situation and say, hey, oh, my kid got a swastika carved into their skin just for the hell of it. No parent is going to do that. Parents are too busy, bro. Parents are busy doing all these different things. What type of person is going to come up with something like that? Nobody is. As a matter of fact, the Jewish people don't even like messing around with the whole idea of Hitler or the swastika, you got to think about it. The swastika is literally, if you put it up on an image, everybody knows exactly what it is. We already condemn it on sight. Nobody wants to deal with that. And you can just imagine the history that the Jewish people have with that. What type of person is going to say, yo, that they made that up? So I have the question, what was the FBI doing or what were the people that were investigating this at first doing? Because this thing should have already been taken care of by now. We're on a month in a, what, two weeks now since the incident happened. I don't understand how people fail this. This is a failure. This thing was already supposed to be taken care of, been looked into, already uh, grabbed who did this to somebody's son. There has been no way. This has been hell and high water if somebody put something around, like somebody would have wrote monkey or just carved in monkey on my arm, and I would have went to my mom with that. That would have been hell and high water that school would have had to go through. My mom would have, off top, found that person within, not just that day, probably within that very hour. Are you kidding me? Somebody would have said something. Somebody in that schoolhouse, somebody knows something about that. So I have to question that whole place, Clark High School. Somebody knows something there, because there's no way somebody doesn't know of someone carving in somebody in the bag with a swastika. There's no way somebody doesn't know. Somebody knows something there. So I just don't know who is really dropping the ball. Is it a high school? Yes, they dropped the ball on that. Uh, the people that were supposed to investigate it the first time? Yeah, they dropped the ball on that. I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to say the mother because, again, parents, they deal with a lot of things. They deal with bills every month. They deal with personal things, hospital uh Probably her parents are still living, grandparents. I don't know what's going on. But point being, you get my point. I can't really just blame the mom based off of my own parent experience. I'm just going to say that this thing was a ball drop, and I'm glad the FBI is at least investigating this because this is a legit hate crime. It is. This is literally the definition of a hate crime. You're getting at somebody because of who they are and what they believe in and all that type of stuff. This is disgusting. I don't even understand how this thing even continues on. So if you are a racist, if you are someone that has hate in your heart because of somebody's 
religion or who they are because they believe in this or their skin tone or whatever. Yo, dog, you need to check yourself into some therapy and really try to get to the underlining root of why you are the way that you are. I find that people don't know until they actually talk to somebody deep and actually challenge their way of thinking and make them think on a higher ground to figure out, okay, why am I this way? Why do I do the things I do? Why do I have this belief? Probably because you've been inbred into this belief of hating someone or whatever the hell it may be, but get some therapy, bro. Do something. And just the thing, it is a someone that's probably a teenager. Someone that's probably 17 of the kid's age or probably a year older or even a year younger than him that did this. This is disgusting, if we we're going to be honest, but hopefully they find out who did it. I know someone in that school does. Somebody in that school knows something. Now, continue on with the school matter. This comes from Kansas City Star, titled with State Angry Rum Spray School Principal with Mace, Ohio Cops Say, That's the Guy I Want. A 27-year-old Ohio mom is accused of spraying a school principal with mace after he and fellow staff stopped her from entering the building, police say. Officers with the Alira Police Department responded to Hamilton Elementary School after 9 a.m. on April 18th following the alleged assault, according to a police report. That morning, the principal was greeting students in the hallways when he noticed an assistant principal who is seven months pregnant and another school administrator trying to prevent an angry parent from getting inside through a side door, the report said. It is an unauthorized doorway. The principal went to see what was happening and recognized the parent as he got closer, the report said. She recognized him as well, saying that's the guy I want as she began yelling obscenities at him, according to the report. The assistant principal told the police that the parent was extremely upset and screaming expletives within view of children, according to the reports. She was escorted outside, but as the principal attempted to close the door, she aimed a can of mace attached to her keys and sprayed him in the face, the report said. When officers arrived minutes later, the parent was gone, but police clearly observed that the principal was dealing with the effects of being mace, the report said. Additionally, surveillance video captured the assault the parent turned herself in to the police station at around 10.45 a.m. According to the police, she was arrested on a charge of assault on a school official and criminal trespass. So, again, this goes along with what I've been saying constantly. Uh, teachers and people in the school uh, do not get the respect that they need. And I just want to give you one more detail of something about teachers and people that don't get the respect that they uh, deserve. As this comes from front page detectives, Iowa teens were upset with a Spanish teacher over a bad grade, so they killed her in the park with a baseball bat. Two Iowa teenagers have pleaded guilty to murdering a high school Spanish teacher with a baseball bat to get even for bad grades. Jeremy Godall and Willard Miller changed their original not guilty pleas in separate morning hearings on April 18th. Both were scheduled to go on trial later this week. Both now admit they attacked Nomina Garber, 66, along a park trail in Fairfield on November 2nd, 2021. Goodell told a judge that Miller brought the bat and was used on Garber. Both teens dragged the teacher off the trail. Goodell continued, but when they noticed that she was alive, Goodell says he struck Garber to finish their mission. The Associated Press reported the teacher's body was hidden under a trap 
wheelbarrow and railroad ties in the city southeast of Des Moines. Now, since both men were 16 when this uh, murder happened, the juvenile sentencing rules apply. So Gerber will be proposed a 25-year minimum and a 30-year minimum for Miller. So that's the situation that we have here for that uh, Spanish teacher getting killed by two of their former students here. But you get my point here. Um, teachers and people in the school, they are not getting any type of protection. They are just getting railroaded left, right, and center. Last week, I talked about how a um, teacher got killed at a freaking Dunkin' Donuts parking lot in front of her uh, 11-year-old son who was in the backseat. Luckily, again, thank God the kid didn't get uh, shot or nothing happened to him, but he's going to go through a lot of trauma because, well, he doesn't have his mom now, but you get my point. People in the school are not respected. Teachers are not respected. Principals are not respected. I don't know when this whole changing of perspective started to come about. Now, has there always been dickheaded teachers and principals? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. I've had my share of some, and my mom had to go into the school and put foot in asses whenever that uh, situation had occurred. And after that, guess what? They came up to me and started treating me with a lot of respect because, again, my mom was literally like the Don or an Italian boss. When you walk in there, you see her face. That was the worst person you could ever see. Everybody straight up just got legit stone-faced, and they knew what time it was whenever she walked in there. Again, I was not a troubled kid, but I was a kid that was bullied from time to time because people thought they could do something about it, but then when I brought it to my mom's attention, that, and I used this word, Briefly, that shit stopped pretty quickly. So, again, I've had my fair share of situations, and I know principals and teachers that are dickheads, so I get why some of them might not be respected, but i never seen people that are students just start throwing hands with school officials. I've never seen that in any of my time I was in school. Now, has there probably been videos of that I've seen while I was in school before? Yes, I've never seen it in person, but those would be like your rare occasions of seeing like a uh, student start punching a teacher and get into a legit blow 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 type situation. Now, you can just type that in and literally almost every week you'll hear about a news situation of a teacher getting like boom bapped by a student for some Dumb, and I mean dumb reason. I mean, this is completely ridiculous when you look at the grand scheme of things. Teachers and principals now really are fighting for their livelihood now. They've got to make sure that they don't get boom bat by students who now are on a real thin, and I mean thin, like attention span because guess what? We live in the social media age, kids don't really focus too much on things long ways the way that we used to. So if you happen to just even take them off even a little, they're going to start just popping off quick onto you because, again, attention spans quick and also their uh, just their respect timing is quick. If you happen to disrespect them, they're going to pop off on you and start punching you directly, directly in the face. If you take something away from them, as I reported, what, a couple months ago, a uh, guy got his freaking, what, Nintendo Switch chugging away, and he just started boom-bapping the teacher behind the head, and he got arrested for that. So I have never seen this much 
action of teachers or school officials getting straight up just mollywhopped by people in the school. And now you got parents coming out there and spraying what principals in the face. Again, I've never seen this. I just want to keep people on the alert of these things. And if you are a dickheaded teacher, I want you to also understand that, hey, don't think that this can't happen to you. You could end up getting pop-popped in the face or get maced up in the face by a teacher or a principal or a parent. Let's not get it twisted. Some teachers do fight other teachers. Some principals fight other principals. Some parents might run up there and start busting ass on teachers and or principals, as you heard with the mace. So, again, be respectful of everybody if you are a respectful person, one. But also, two, just know that certain people are quick to uh, pop you off in the face. Now, I want to get away from that. I want to talk about some good news here as this comes from CBS, as it talks about a story that I mentioned, what, two weeks ago on episode 121, and it's basically the parents that got their kid, uh, their baby, taken away from them by uh, Child Protective Services, and now they're going to be, or they did already get their baby uh, handed back to them, as this comes from CBS News. Baby taken from Texas couple after home birth will be returned by Dallas court. Mila Jackson, the newborn taken into foster care by Texas officials in late March, will return home ahead of a scheduling hearing that was set for Thursday afternoon. They're talking about this past Thursday. In a news release issued on Thursday morning, the EFIA Center, a Texas-based reproductive and birth justice organization that had represented the Jacksons, the Dallas County District Attorney's Office, made the decision to reunite Mila with her parents late yesterday and overnight. So the Jacksons do or they should already have their daughter back in their possessions now. And I'm happy for them because there was no reason for them to uh, have their daughter taken away. For people that were not aware or did not listen to the episode uh, 121, I'll just give you a quick recap. The couple had a midwife and they gave birth to the child and the child had jaundice. Jaundice is a common uh, situation that happened in babies. So the couple, they talked to the midwives. The midwives told them treatments to handle jaundice instead of going to the doctor to get a bill because everybody knows what happens with that. That's the reason why even adults don't like going to the doctors. Um, so they didn't go to the doctor for this. The doctor ends up hearing about this. And the doctor calls up the family. The family says, no, nah, we're not going to this. We're going to take care of this. Our midwife told us um, some situations, how we can handle it. But the doctor, he was too damn nosy. And he still called up um, child services to take a look at the child. And the child services happened to just take the child away from the Jacksons. So that's what happened here. And again, it's just the doctor being nosy, people being too damn nosy. Now, I understand if the baby has some type of bite marks on them, burn marks or something like that, then I can understand the baby being taken away. But from my understanding or what was reported, there was no type of things like that. They just happened to take the baby away because the family didn't want to go see a doctor for jaundice. And again, that's a common thing in babies. So I'm glad now that the parents are getting their, uh, daughter back the daughter should never got taken away from them in the beginning but hey it happened and that just chalks one more up to the good guys because now the jacksons should already have their baby back or they're about to get their baby back so again this chalks one more up to the good guys and i'm happy that the jacksons are uh, getting their daughter back 
Now, two more things before I get you guys out of here. The first thing comes from Insider, and it would state uh, reasons why Alec Baldwin's charges in rush shooting was dropped. The involuntary manslaughter charges against actor Alec Baldwin in the rush shooting may have been dropped due to malfunction with the gun. New report claims the prop gun Mr. Baldwin was holding when it discharged a fatal shot at Russ cinematographer Helena Hutchins in 2021 was allegedly found to be mechanically improper. ABC News reported citing unnamed sources. Investigators conducted an analysis of the gun and found that there were worn joints and the trigger control was not functioning properly. This led prosecutors to conclude that the gun could fire without pressure on the trigger, undermining the original argument that the gun could not have fired unless Mr. Baldwin pulled the trigger. So Mr. Baldwin had his uh, charges dropped against him. So now he's a free man. He's able to do whatever he wants with no uh, situation coming against him in this rust uh, lawsuit and this rust murder. Um, again, still want to say my prayers and to the family of uh, Helena Hutchins. Again, the husband and the children and the mother and father of Helena Hutchins. I still want to give my thoughts and prayers out to them. And it's still a tragedy that Helena is not here because this is something that shouldn't have happened. Again, I go back to something that shouldn't have happened. They still have the um, weapons supervisor, Hannah uh, Reed, still uh, placed with involuntary manslaughter charges. Again, she was in charge of the weapons. She was in charge of the gun. So she has to see if the gun is properly, uh, not just stored right, but if it actually works right. And if there's real bullets, not real bullets, you know the whole drift. She's basically in uh, control of the weapons. So she's still on the hook for the uh, involuntary manslaughter charges. And I always thought she was going to be on the hook for that because it's your job. Like, literally, that's the only job that you have on this movie set. You take care of the weapons that these actors are using on the movie set. So I always wondered why they had Alec Baldwin on the hook for this. I knew that Alec wasn't going to be, like, done for this. I knew he wasn't supposed to face charges. If he was going to really face charges, I was really shocked by that. And I think I've said that in past episodes when I did cover this. But... I kind of felt it in the bottom of my heart that Alec Baldwin shouldn't have, but it's now come out that he's not facing no charges, and I'm uh, happy for his family for that. And I'm still shocked that the Rust movie is even still being shot. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought that movie would have been scrapped. I thought they would have just dead it after all the hustle and bustle that they went through all 2022 from this uh, death. But no, they're still going through with it. They're still going to film the rest of this movie. And uh, I hope that they actually play it in movies. That's the only thing I can't say for that. Because the husband, I believe he's getting some type of movie credit for this. Since she's no longer here living to take the credit herself. So I think the husband's taking some movie credit for this. I think he's going to get paid something off of this. So if anything, they should play this up in the movie theaters. And I know people are going to say, how dare someone want to play this in the movie theaters? That's the only best way that you can honor this woman. Instead of her death being died in vain for a movie that's going to be shown straight to DVD or straight to uh, streaming services like a uh, you got to buy it on your cable channel type deal. Why not put it out in the movie theaters, try to promote it and just promote it around the honor and legacy of Helena Hudgens. That'll be the best way to do it. But again, that would be like capitalizing on somebody's death. So I'm not certain if they want to do that, but. Only time will tell if Russ will be an actual movie where we go on to the screens. 
Now to the last thing, Elon Musk in Twitter this past week, they removed uh, people's Twitter blue. If you did not purchase Twitter blue, you do not have your blue check mark. I saw people just going stupid about that. I never understood the whole reason for it. I understand to show people, hey, I'm the real person, da 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 Like LeBron James, I believe he doesn't have it anymore. Halle Berry, she tweeted out that this is her real uh, Twitter because she's not trying to pay that uh, $8 to get a blue, uh, Twitter blue check mark. I don't know what the whole deal is for it. That's not my cup of tea. I like going on Twitter just to promote well the pod and also just to see what everybody's talking about and personally get my news from there as well. But for celebrities, I can understand their blue check marks, why they need it. So fans won't get bamboozled by people that are trying to become a celebrity on Twitter by saying that, hey, I'm the actual celebrity by scamming people. I can see the reasoning. So we'll have to see what's going to happen. Is Elon Musk going to give the actual celebrities back their Twitter uh, blue check mark? I don't know. At the time of this recording, it hasn't been done yet unless they paid for the blue check mark. But time will tell with that. Now that with all that out of the way, this has been my Two Cents Podcast. Now it's time for me to uh, do the usual. I want to thank Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Audible, um, all the other podcasts where you are listening to this too. I want to thank you guys, the listeners, because about you guys, this will just be me talking to a mic into an open void. And um, I want to thank everyone that has rocked with me from the beginning to now. And always remember... I do love you guys. This is not a gimmick. This is real life. I do appreciate every single one of you. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. And also, if you could just text someone today or call someone today, just say that you love them because you don't know when your time is going to be up on this planet. I'm not trying to say that in a deathly tone, but just want to let everybody be aware that things do happen. And I want everyone to uh, be aware of things. Now, always remember that I do have a Wednesday episode, midweek episode, uh, midweek breakdown. I talk about things for 10 to 20 minutes and then I play music to end it off. I do have a Saturday episode, Wrestling Highlights of the Week, that just happened. If you haven't listened to that, go and check that out. And I think that's all the promotion here. Yeah. Now with that, this has been My Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. He is I and I am him. I love you guys. This isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. Remember, I love you. Take care of yourselves. And until we meet again, Kanye, could you please take these people home? I'm tired, you tired, uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.